T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Gerilyn Steele has the night off. Steve Thompson in on a rare Sunday night, and we're going to open with sports, but we, we've got politics, current events a little bit later on in the program. And uh, in the 10 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics outside of the world of sports, and that is space. And Mike Wall is going to join me from space.com. We'll get his opinions on what's going on with that Artemis One rocket, they had problems, it's been delayed, are are they going to get it back on the pad, are they going to launch this fall, and then uh, beyond that, what's going on with SpaceX and much, much more, so that's coming up later on in the program, but at the moment, uh, sports in the spotlight, a little later on in the hour, we're going to talk twins, they did get a big win behind Joe Ryan, faint playoff hopes, but they did get the win today, over Cleveland, and uh, the Twins do get it done. Joe Ryan was just brilliant pitching into the eighth. Uh, The Twins win 3-0. Final game of that five-game series coming up. It is a Monday matinee. So more on that later on in the hour. Meanwhile, the Vikings, they didn't play yet. They'll play Monday night in Philly against the Eagles. And uh, joining us right now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, uh, his job is to cover the bikes for the Pioneer Press online at TwinCities.com. His name is Chris Thomason. Chris, good to visit with you. Steve, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, good to visit with you. And let's start with uh, the weather in Philly tomorrow night. What's it look like for game time? Well, it's actually going to be kind of a hot one, so that'll be interesting watching. The Vikings, of course, play indoors in the climate-controlled U.S. Bank Stadium. The high is supposed to be 89 Monday, but keep in mind it's an 8.30 Eastern time start. I think the low is 68, so I would imagine it's probably going to be, I don't know, upper 70s or so or something like that when they kick it off, maybe around 80. Yeah, so so it's not, not like a noon or a 1 o'clock Eastern time start in Philly, so the bikes get a bit of a break there, but the, the weather shouldn't be a problem. I, I did take a quick peek, and it looked like there was a slight chance of rain. Shouldn't be a big deal uh, in Philly tomorrow night. Uh, let, let's go back to week one. I, I don't know if the Vikings could have played any better in their win over Green Bay. Yeah, you couldn't complain at all. A lot of people didn't know what to think, obviously. First game for Kevin O'Connell, the key starters were all kept out of the preseason. They didn't show anything offensively in the preseason, and all their uh, preparation for Green Bay was done secretly behind closed doors. And, uh, yeah, worked out quite well. I mean, you'd think maybe 
a little bit of a slow start with some of those starters not playing in the preseason. Not at all. The offense came out humming 17 to nothing at halftime. And, but, you know, a real key, obviously, was the defense because we've talked about it before, Steve, on how atrocious the defense was the past two years. I mean, obviously, injuries were a factor. So taking that into account, I mean, you know, they are healthy, but they were switching to a 3-4 scheme from a 3 you can't complain at all about the uh, defense. Gave up a mere seven points. Uh, there was a thought, though, that they caught Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers at a good time because they didn't have their full complement of receivers. Uh, they they were a little nicked up or shorthanded. But, but all in all, the Vikings really dominated that game. It was really never in doubt all day. And when you can beat a division rival, uh, some would argue the favorite to win the NFC North, that is a big deal right out of the gate. Yeah, they were without their two starting tackles, and obviously the Vikings were able to put a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers, and he doesn't have the experienced wide receiver core to bail him out, and those guys are just starting to get on the same page. I mean, Rodgers didn't play at all in the preseason. At least uh, Cousins has a lengthy history of working with all of his receivers, so that certainly was an advantage for the Vikings there, no doubt. Chris, uh, the injury report this week, is there anything that stands out to you? No, not really. I mean, uh, the Vikings, the only guy on it is Andrew Booth, and he's the rookie cornerback from Clemson, but he's pretty much just a special teams guy. So, uh, I mean, with all due respect, I mean, he's not a significant contributor. So, yeah, the the Vikings are really pretty much uh, injury-wise in great shape. Yeah, and going into Philly, there's been a thought, and there's been uh, uh, some stories done that this will be a step up, that this will be a challenge. Number one, on the road, uh, Monday night game. I don't know if we need to revisit Kirk Cousins' overall career record on Monday night, so that sort of thing. But but nevertheless, this is a different kind of challenge, and, and the Eagles, uh, pretty solid team. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Brian O'Neill was talking about their defensive line, Vikings tackle, and we've got a bigger challenge than Green Bay's defensive line. And uh, if you look at the four starters on Philly's defensive line, every single one's been to a Pro Bowl at some point in their career. Fletcher Cox has been to six, although the defensive line for Philly actually didn't play too well. Last week they gave up 181 yards uh, rushing to Detroit, but – of course, uh, now we're seeing these mighty Lions have this potent attack. Uh, I don't know if you saw any of today's Lions game, but the, uh, I put up a stat, 35 points in three straight games going back to last season. And the last time Lions scored 35 or more points in three straight games was 1953. So that <laughs> was an interesting stat. But, but basically, yeah, I mean, the Eagles are going to be riled up. It's uh, nighttime. I mean, you know the crazy Philly fans. They've got a jail in the stadium. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, that jail is in use tomorrow. Yeah, Lincoln Financial Field will be rocking for this Monday night game uh, between uh, the Vikes and the Eagles. One thing we, we can say about the opener, and there is a sense, and it seems to be a no-brainer, is offensively, uh, they're going to try and get the ball to Justin Jefferson, and I think that this has been a theme. And you know, 
uh, Jefferson is already established as an elite receiver in the NFL, and you know trying to get him the ball and targeting him has got to be a huge part of the game plan. Now, with that said, uh, every team the Vikings are going to face know that in that preparation that week that they're going to try and take him away. Yeah, that was what was so crazy about the Packers game. I mean, everyone knows they're going to Justin Jefferson, and uh, he was pretty much unguarded the uh, entire game. It was uh, quite a uh, bizarre uh, defensive scenario, though, by Green Bay. But a little bit of a subplot with Jefferson, of course, was talking about it Friday. I mean, everybody assumed that he was uh, going to be drafted by Philadelphia, in 2000 with the 21st pick. Instead, they took Jalen Rager, now with the Vikings, of course. And uh, Jefferson said on Friday, put up a little bulletin board material saying he's glad he wasn't drafted by Philadelphia and that he's a lot happier in Minnesota. So that's a little subplot. And then Jalen Rager has said uh, to some extent he's looking for revenge. I mean, he's not going to get many opportunities returning punts, but – We'll see if he can uh, get revenge as a punt returner or uh, maybe they throw him a, a token pass or two. He didn't play a single snap from scrimmage against the Packers. Yeah, and that was a pretty big pickup for the Minnesota Vikings to be able to get a guy with that kind of upside uh, to help out on punt returns. You know, it, it was a need they had, and, you know, who knows, this guy could could become a bigger and bigger factor. Yeah, definitely punt returns was an issue. Last year they had D.D. Westbrook, who was okay, but hardly great. They actually worked him out again and offered him a contract back in June, but it wasn't to his liking. So uh, they bypassed him thinking that Amir Smith-Marset could be the guy, and uh, it was kind of a semi-disaster in the preseason with him. I mean, every punt return was an adventure. He lost a fumble, muffed another. So they really had to square away the punt returner situation. And, uh, I mean, Rager, to be 100% honest, has been a slight disappointment as the punt returner so far in the NFL. He did have one for a touchdown as a rookie against the Packers. But uh, they love his potential, and he did average 20.5 yards his uh, final year at uh, TCU in 1999. So he certainly has the ability. So we'll see what the Vikings have for the Eagles at the link tomorrow night. In Philly, 7.30 yard time, Eagles favored by two and a half on their home field in that one. I suppose, Chris, it's going to work out real good. You'll be able to uh, scout uh, the, the Bears and watch Packers again tonight on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, I'll be scouting them tonight. And, of course, I was scouting the Mighty Lions uh, yeah, earlier right. today. And their offensive juggernaut, and they come to U.S. Bank Stadium next Sunday. So, uh and the crazy thing is, if Green Bay loses tonight, they'll be in sole possession of last place in the NFC North. Yeah, and the the crazy thing about the Lions, you know, everyone wrote off Jared Goff. A pretty good day today. Four touchdowns, 256 yards through the air. You know, I he had his moments with the Rams, and everybody hated the guy, and now he's getting a shot with the Lions. And the one thing you can say about the Lions, and is this his second year or third year their new head coach? I think it's uh, second year of Dan Campbell. Yeah. They had the infamous Matt Patricia before him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the second year, and it seems as though he's got these guys believing. You know, they they play hard for him. 
Yeah, I mean, you bring up an interesting point on Jared Goff. We all remember 2018 when uh, it looked like he was uh, really getting his, his feet wet after being the number one draft pick. He had a great regular season. He threw for 500-some yards against the Vikings on that Thursday night, takes him to the Super Bowl. It's like, hey, this sure. And then the very next year, it totally went south. And uh, it's been uh, up and down, mostly down for the last couple of years. But he looks like maybe he's finding a groove there in Detroit now. All right. Well, here come the Lions next week. But uh, Philly first on a Monday night. Chris, look forward to your coverage. Good visiting with you as always, and thanks. Thank you. All right. There he is, Chris Thomason, who covers the Vikings for the Pioneer Press, online at TwinCities.com, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. It'll be uh, the Vikings and the Eagles from the link tomorrow night, 7.30 hour time. Eagles favored by two and a half. When we come back, Jonathan and I will review uh, the early games today uh, in the NFL. Talk a little bit more about uh, the Vikes and the Eagles tomorrow night. We'll get into that in a moment here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Vikes, Eagles, tomorrow night, week two of the NFL. And, Jonathan, you uh, ran down the scores earlier. Uh, why don't we look at those scores again, if you've got a moment, and kind of get us up to date. By the way, Bears-Packers underway in Green Bay. Chicago 1-0, and all, of course. Uh, Green Bay 0-1. They got beat by the Vikes here a week ago. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, what do you got? Thank you very much, Mr. Thompson. This is so bizarre, me doing this on a Sunday night after 7 o'clock, so this is kind of a treat for me to do this. So we'll run down the scores here on this uh, special Steel Talking program, and we'll go through some of the, the games that happened today. Let's start with the early action. In New York, the Giants taking on the Carolina Panthers, and it was a, it was a tussle. It was a slugfest. No, no team really could get a lot of offensive traction. The Giants come out with a 19-16 victory. They are 2-0 and on the season after their surprise win last week in Tennessee. The Panthers, under Baker Mayfield, fall to 0-2. In Jacksonville, the shocker of the day, the Indianapolis Colts had to fight back from a 20-3 deficit last week in Houston to force a tie. And they didn't get off to the best to the best start. They're supposed to be one of the favorites in that division. Well, they got off to a worse start today. They could get nothing going against Jacksonville. The Jaguars 
shut out the Colts 24 nothing. get their first win on the on the year, drop the Colts to 0-1-1 on the season. So a real stunning game that, that happened. Matt Ryan was completely ineffective. Jonathan Taylor was held down to 54 yards rushing, the leading rusher last year. So that was a very big surprise going into this week. The game of the day was in Baltimore. The Ravens got off to a huge start against Miami. They got off to a 28-7 halftime lead. They led twice by 21 points. The Dolphins came back with 28 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Tua Tonga-Vailoa, 469 yards passing, six touchdowns, six, half a dozen. Two of them went to Tyreek Hill, who had 190 yards receiving. Two of them went to Jalen Waddell, who I believe had 170 plus. The Dolphins came back in the end, win it 42-38, to get to 2-0 on the season. In Pittsburgh, the Steelers taking on the Patriots. New England looked bad in week one against Miami. Pittsburgh pulled out a chaotic win over the Bengals. And the Steelers could not overcome the Patriots' defense. New England uses a muffed punt late in the second half to score a touchdown that ends up being the decider. 17-14, New England gets to 1-1. Steelers fall to 1-1. In Cleveland, the Browns built a 13-point lead with basically two minutes to play in the fourth quarter. They had a 30-17 to lead. The New York Jets go down the field, score once. Return or, or recover an onside kick, score again with about 15 seconds left to play, get the extra point. Cleveland missed an extra point to go up 14 late in that fourth quarter. The Jets win 31 to 30, and yeah. Robert Sala is saying, "Who's taking receipts now?" Uh, the Jets get yeah. to one and one. Browns fall to one and one. In New Orleans, the Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a – you talk about a slugfest. This was 3-3 for the longest time. Got to the fourth quarter. Uh, something happened in that fourth quarter. Tampa and and some, uh, uh, Marcus Lattimore for the New Orleans Saints defended a pass. He got into a shouting match a bit with Bruce Arians, who is not even the coach there anymore. He was on the sideline, and then he – Lattimore's walking away – Tom Brady has a couple words for him. Then Lattimore goes back at him. Leonard Fournette comes in for the Bucks, And then Mike Evans comes in for the Bucks and shoves down Lattimore. And a scuffle breaks out. It was a mess. That seemed to light a fire under Tampa, who went on to win 20-10. to The Saints are now 1-1. One one. Tampa Bay is 0-2. In Detroit, you talked about this before with Mr. Thomason. The Detroit Lions have scored points over the first two weeks. They end up outscoring the Washington Commanders and get to 1-1 one one the final there, 36-27. to The late games in Inglewood, California, the L.A. Rams, they got off to a big lead over the Atlanta Falcons and then had to hold on for dear life. Atlanta came back to, to lose 31-27. to The Rams get their first win on the year. The Falcons are 0-2, a game 0-2 after their first two weeks. The San Francisco 49ers, they rolled over the Seattle Seahawks 27-7, to but they lost in the process. Trey Lance goes down with an ankle injury, had to get carted off the field. So now Jimmy Garoppolo, thank goodness he's back in the fold. He is there and uh, playing for the 49ers, and we'll see what happens with that Lance injury as we go forward. Well, and, and Jonathan, I did see a report 
Uh, he has been ruled out for the year by the Niners. And that's a huge loss for them, yeah, who, are, who are expecting to move on to the future with Trey Lance. So that signing of Jimmy Garoppolo is now huge for them. In Dallas, the Cowboys... Under Cooper Rush, another backup quarterback, they end up holding off the Bengals when with a field goal at the gun, 20-17, to 17, get to 1-1. One one. The Bengals, the Super Bowl participants from the AFC last year, now 0-2 on the season. In Denver, it was a very sluggish game, back and forth. Defenses took over. The Broncos end up winning 16-9. to nine. They get to 1-1. One one. Texans fall to 0-1-1. In the desert in Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Raiders were trying to hold off the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray scrambles into the end zone with no time left in the in the fourth quarter, and they have to get a two-point conversion. They convert in the back of the end zone, A.J. Green with the reception, to tie it and send it to overtime. In the OT, Arizona had to punt. The Vegas Raiders were moving down the field. Hunter Renfro fumbled the ball twice. Twice during that that overtime drive, he was able to get the the Raiders were able to get that first fumble and hold possession. They did not hold the second one. That was returned about sixty yards for a game winning scoop and score touchdown. Arizona wins twenty nine twenty three in overtime. Gets to one and one. The Raiders fall to zero and two. Real quick, the Thursday night game, Kansas City came back from being down against the L A Chargers to win twenty seven twenty four. The Monday night games, the Tennessee Titans will be in Buffalo to take on the Bills. That's the early of the two games. The later of the two games, your Minnesota Vikings will be on the road in Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. And just in the first quarter, about five minutes in, it is scoreless in Green Bay between the Packers and the Bears at Lambeau Field. Yeah, and by the way, uh, Bills favored by 10 in the early game on Monday night. Eagles favored by two and a half over the purple in the nightcap. And the the one the one takeaway uh from from the games today is the the Dallas Cowboys, e- even though they log lost Dak Prescott, their backup quarterback's pretty good. He came in here a year ago, beat the purple, and uh helped lead the Cowboys back to, to a victory down there. I, I'm I'm impressed. I'm telling you the 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 thing I the two things I've noticed from this year so far the last first two weeks there aren't many leads that are safe number one and number two we're not quite sure who the best teams are there are some teams we thought were going to be really good that have not gotten off to good starts Cincinnati and Indianapolis uh, have gotten off to bad starts Miami's gotten off to a good start uh, the Giants are two and zero. So we've kind of turned things on the head a little bit as far as the beginning of the season. It'll pro- it, it, we'll, hope, we'll see if it pans itself out, but right now it's kind of up in the air. Well, and uh, Cooper Rush uh, is the one who got it done. Guy made some big throws in some big spots in that game. And once again, Dak Prescott's out for a while. He could be back mid-season. But uh, you got to be impressed by what he did. Huge win for the Cowboys. Now the Bengals went to the Super Bowl, are 0-2 out of the gate. That was one of the big games of the day in the NFL today. That was in the late window on CBS. All right, we've got a break. We've got the weather. We'll talk twins. They did get a win today. Is it too little too late? Uh, Joe Ryan was terrific. 
uh, in the win. Final game of that series in Cleveland coming up tomorrow. We'll get into all of that with Phil Miller from the Star Tribune in minutes here at News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Twins did get a win today in game four of the five-game series in Cleveland. Joe Ryan was terrific, and the Twins win 3-0. Problem is, they're six games out with 18 to play. One more with Cleveland tomorrow uh, before they head for Kansas City in a three-game series with the Royals. Angels coming to town this weekend. Fan Appreciation Weekend at Target Field. And joining us now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, Phil Mellory covers the team for the Star Tribune online at startribune.com. And, uh, Phil, kind of a lost weekend for the Minnesota Twins, but Joe Ryan was really good today. He was, uh, and I guess it's you take some positive out of that, but... Uh, I mean, the season ended the last couple of days. Uh, they uh, they got here four games out, looking at a uh, kind of a mountain ahead of them to get back in the race in the final two and a half weeks. And they made the mountain much, much bigger. Uh, it was great that uh, that Joe Ryan could uh, turn things around for them today. But these these games have really exposed the difference between uh, the Guardians and the Twins. The Guardians are using their best pitchers and their best lineup, and the Twins are putting out some uh, some pretty weak lineups uh, and uh, really have – they won today, but they have not been very competitive this weekend. Yeah, and it gets back to injuries, and you can point to everybody injured and all the games lost to injury and all of that. One of the things I brought up after the ball game on Friday night, sitting in for Henry Lake on final pitch, is, is that, yes, the injuries have had a cumulative effect, but when the Twins were leading the division and, and the bullpen was really struggling earlier in the summer, that was an opportunity for the Twins to get a little bit of breathing room. I know it's all hindsight, but it, it, it's more than just injuries with this ball club with, it's, you, you know, with 18 to go. It is. Uh, they, I mean, the, the injuries are part of the reason why they're here, but you're right. That, that is not all. They had opportunities. The, the series here in uh, June was a disastrous for them where they led every game and I think won only once. And uh, um, that was, uh, I mean, that kind of set the tone. But it's, it's, so you can't blame it all on injuries, but boy, you look at the lineups, they are, putting out here uh you just i mean they had a guy hitting below 200 batting fifth today and he hit a home run uh you know good for them but uh you know some of these lineups uh you know today jake cave and gary sanchez batting five six neither one of them hitting 220 uh the eighth and ninth hitters are hitting below 200 Uh, it's 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 been like that the whole series uh the games it's it's very strange the first two games were non-competitive where the twins seemed to have no chance they really fought back last night i did yeah. not see a five-run rally in them and they forced the game to 15 innings but they they just couldn't uh, even with the advantage of a runner on second base they just could not score and uh and today they they managed three runs and got a great pitching performance but you can't count on shutouts every day 
Yeah, and you you make such a good point because I was on between games yesterday and took a sneak peek at the lineup for the nightcap. And and just to recap, Miranda at first, uh, Correa was a DH, Urshela at third, Sanchez batting cleanup uh, was catching, Celestino in center field, uh, you had Gordon at second, Palacios at short, Walner in right field, and Hamilton in left last night, and... Wow, I you know if yeah. you would say, hey, you know the the, the twins, you know in, in September are going to run that lineup. Who out there? Who would have believed that at, at, when when they broke camp down in in Florida? Well, if you had said that the twins have given up and are flying the red the white flag and sure. uh, are not even trying anymore, that's the kind of lineup that uh, you would have had uh, out there. Uh, and give them credit, uh, the fight to push that to 15 innings was uh, was remarkable and if uh, if Jermaine Palacios again a shortstop who's been in the big leagues a week hadn't uh, booted a ground ball that game might still be going on uh, it was it, it felt so futile it felt so futile uh, for uh, for so long the bullpen did a nice job and the the offense without Buxton without Polanco um, you know, without uh, uh, most of the guys that have, uh, you know, carried them this season with a Louis Arise that, that Rocco said today is uh, is hobbled and would be on the injured list if, uh, if it was, if circumstances were different. Uh, you know, give them credit, they're, uh, they're fighting back, but, uh, you know, the, uh, the tidal wave is upon them. Yeah, and some of the other numbers that have really stood out, record on the road since the All-Star break, uh, you take away their record uh, minus the Kansas City Royals, who they've really mopped up on, and they get the Royals for three games in Kansas City, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. You know, it, it just, it's, it's been a bad run for the Twins, there's no <laughs> doubt. Even, even with the, uh, yes, we get to go to Kansas City for three games, and, uh, you know they have to be thinking. Well, they have to be thinking they can't lose again. Basically, uh, six out with sixteen to go. But uh, even when you realize, well, the the, the challenge eases up in Kansas City, then you are reminded that the Guardians closed the season with six consecutive games at home against the same Royals. Uh, oh. Thanks to the uh, thanks to the lockout, uh, yeah. the rework schedule. Yeah, they uh, the last six games are here in Cleveland against the Royals, and uh, the Twins are going to be trying to make up ground. I I wish them well, but uh, the uh, it, it has really just been striking the the mismatch that uh, this series has been, and uh, you know. Credit to the Twins for nearly winning last night and actually winning today behind a pitcher who didn't give up a hit until the fifth inning. Yeah, Joe Ryan's been really good. One one other thing that, that stood out from this series, Bailey Ober came back and pitched really well on Friday. I mean, that, that mm-hmm. had to be a huge positive because, in reality, the Twins, 
have to be thinking in some ways about 2023. I think there are a lot of fans realistically have turned the page as well. Joe Ryan, uh, very good, uh, good pitching performance today. You'd have to say, uh, in general, he had a, he had a couple of rough patches, the the bout with COVID, etc. And then getting over back and the idea that okay, here's a couple of young guys that are going to be in the middle of this thing, but you know beyond that. Uh, I, I saw a number. Byron Buxton hasn't played 50% of the available games in his major league yep. career, and that 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 came out the other day, and it was like, wow! I, I knew it was about 50-50, but it's actually a little less than that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, it, it seemed like they were doing a really good job uh, uh, managing his workload. Plenty of days off. Uh, how do you feel today? How do you feel tomorrow? Uh, and uh, you know, here we are now. He's He's been out nearly a month, uh, and, uh, you know, it's killing him as much as it's uh, hurting the Twins. Ober's return was a real positive. Five shutout innings. He had not pitched. His last game in the majors was June 1st. Um, full disclosure, he was my pick in spring training to be the uh, the big surprise impact this year. He was uh, – um, we run a – the sports writers run a pool, pick the uh, – pick the um, – the twin who will have the biggest uh, the biggest year and and I actually I thought Bailey Ober was uh, primed for a big year uh, a groin injury uh, cost him three and a half months and uh, it just didn't happen but you're right about next year Kenta Maeda will return from Tommy John surgery Bailey Ober will be fully healthy they surely hope Tyler Malley uh, will be healthy Sonny Gray has established himself as a uh, as a real front of the rotation guy. Uh, Joe Ryan has pitched two consecutive games where he's taken a no-hitter uh, into the fifth inning or later. Um, there's reason to be optimistic, but I hesitate to say that around Twins fans because they've heard it before. Yeah, for sure. But but there are there are lineup and, and roster questions going into this offseason. You know, what, what about Max Kepler and – um, you know, they have Alex Kirilov, but here's another guy in his big league career. He is constantly injured. Now he had that wrist surgery, and hopefully that'll pay dividends, but we have no way of knowing. <laughs> uh, Byron Buxton's drag record climbing the ladder through the minor leagues and in the major leagues, he, he just isn't available, and I, I, I hope that changes. So so when it, when it comes to Luis Rice, certainly has established himself, Jose Miranda, and then, of course, the big one, what will Carlos Correa do in the offseason? Yeah, yeah it's, it, you know, they have 16 players, 60 players on the 60-day uh, injured list, which means that they are not on the 40-man yeah. roster. That is a thicket of players to go through and to decide who's staying and who's going. Um, that means that they have essentially 56 players right now, and they can only have 40 um, and minus more if for any guys that you want to bring in. Uh, they have huge roster uh, questions. Uh, you're right. You know, Kepler, do they give up on him? Sano, they they clearly do uh, give up on him at, uh, at the price his contract calls for. Uh, all kinds of decisions up and down the lineup. Uh Kirilov's surgery was radical and really new for a ball player, but so they have no idea uh, what he'll be next year. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, it, it's kind of weird. But the pitch, the pitching staff might be the most uh, the 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 part that you can count on most next year going into the spring, and we don't say that very often uh, in Minnesota. All right, Phil. Well, good to visit with you on this uh, Sunday evening, and uh, hopefully we'll talk again before the end of the season. Okay, Steve. Good talking to you. All right, right. there he is, Phil Miller, covering the Twins for the Star Tribune on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. It is Steel Talking here on a Sunday night. Gerilyn is away. Steve Thompson sitting in. You normally hear me on Saturdays or filling in for Henry Lake during the week here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Twins win. They're six back. Uh, The numbers are daunting. If Cleveland goes 508-8 over the final 16, Twins need to go 14-2 and to tie. Uh, they'll try tomorrow in a matinee in Cleveland, final game of the series. we got to run uh, that Mississippi a welfare scandal involving Brad Favre coming up following the news. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 